Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to the CEO of Destiny show. I am your host, Andre J. Benjamin, and I am delighted and excited to have with us our special guest. This guest is hailing out of Austin. We just had a little pre-conversation about what it's like in Austin and the joys of it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Renji. Renji is the founder of Immersed, a tech star startup partnered with Facebook, HTC, and Microsoft to build VR offices. They've raised an astounding $12 million to date, and Renji's part of 2021's Forbes 30 Under 30, received a master's degree from Georgia Tech, number three computer science graduate school in the U.S., that's impressive, in computer vision and machine learning, was a Techstars portfolio founder, top 10 of 10,000 candidates, and top 0.1%, and was the lead software architect at greatbigstory.com, and growth hacked to 3 million followers in two months. We want to give a warm welcome, a warm CEO of Destiny welcome to Renji Bajoy. Renji, welcome. How are you feeling yeah. this morning? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Uh, really enjoy talking with you, man. So a ton of energy is awesome. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I, I was curious about, um, first off, the, you know, can you tell me a little bit about your name? It is unique when you, when I met you, you told me it was, you know, it like Benji, but Renji, which was a good way, because then I made name association to never forget it. But can you break down kind of what both yeah. of your names mean? Because it's I, I'm not familiar with those. Names. Yeah, yeah. So my, my parents, they're from India. They moved to uh, New York uh, 40 years ago. Um, but <clears throat> Renji is actually technically a nickname. It's uh, my real name or my official name, Indian name is Ranjit, which is spelled R-A-N-J-I-T. But my entire life, uh, people just grew up for whatever reason calling me Renji. Actually, I remember, I remember the reason. Actually, when my best friend growing up, his name was Benji. So they was called Renji and Benji. And so like, it, it just stuck. And I think that uh, like for me, I, and by the way, the, the name means uh, victorious warrior. And so I, it's funny because I think that there's a lot of um, significance in people's names. And it's funny how like oftentimes people's names kind of are similar to what they are, but it's funny because my entire life, I wasn't a victorious warrior by any means as far as what the results looked like, but in my head, as far as like what I wanted and what I wanted to execute on, um, Meaning, for example, like I remember when I was uh, five years old, my uncle gave me a for my birthday, so for whatever reason, gave me this video, this VHS that was of this almost like the math version of Bill Nye, the science guy. And he teach you really, really cool like math tricks. Then I you know, start going to school and I'm just crushing everyone in math. And it's like I'm doing like fourth grade math in like kindergarten or first grade. And wow. then uh, fast forward to when I was 12 years old. Um, I was a uh, professional Halo gamer and I used to just crush people who were, you know, 25, 30 years old playing Halo and I was 12. Was like, like I was this little kid that would go to the local best, uh, not best buys on um, blockbusters because yeah. they back then they used to do Halo tournaments, you know, the, the winner of the Halo tournament just to get buzz in the best buys and stuff yeah. or the, the, the blockbusters. And uh, as as a prize, the, the winner would get like a free Xbox or whatever. Right. And so I was going around to all these tournaments with a little 12 year old kid crushing all these like 25 and 30 year old people. They're like pissed off because there's like, what the heck? How's this little kid crushing us? And it is funny because, that, you know, that, I'm not out here like, you know, 
battling like you know xerxes and the persians or anything like i'm out here like i'm not a victorious warrior i'm just you know winning in little things so uh, even in high school for example like i i whenever i applied myself in a certain area i i learned to get really really good at like one thing uh, as opposed to just kind of being all across the board like uh you know jack of all trades i really wanted to hone in on one thing the thing i was passionate about and get really really good at it and an example would be i was not passionate about homework at all but i was passionate about crushing tests and so uh, I had a 2.6 GPA in high school because I just didn't do a homework ever, but then I had a perfect score on the math SATs. And so it's like, I wasn't a, a lazy person or sorry, I wasn't a stupid person. Like as far as just like low, IQ. I was, I was just lazy. I just didn't really care uh, to do the things that I was told to do, but instead I kind of wanted to carve out my own path. And I think kind of, as you uh, look at the story of what God did in my life over the course of these uh, past couple of decades, like it makes sense that I'm doing what I'm doing now, meaning I'm not kind of doing the nine to five sort of job thing. Instead, I'm kind of carving out my, my own path of what I believe is God glorifying and uh, something that is using the gifts that he's given me. And I want to be the best in the world at it. Right. So it makes sense. Like, even as you're reading the uh, credentials or whatever, uh, for me, it's kind of whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm thankful that I have those things. I, I kind of don't really care about that stuff. It's just people always ask for a little bio. I'm like, all right, well, if you need a bio, here's that. But as I was kind of reflecting on those things, as you were saying, I was like, I mean, I'm thankful that I was able to really hone in in on that area and really execute well, as opposed to like just being amazing at everything, right? Like, you know, a home improvement type person and like a, I don't know, like a person who likes to go jet skiing and like, you know, I just, I'm not doing a ton of different things. I'm kind of just honing on one thing. And as far as I think my name, it's really, uh, it's not a victorious general, it's a victorious warrior. It's, it's, it's not a person's leading troops necessarily, it's more so a person who's focused on like individual execution. And I think in our startup, for example, I'm not the best people manager. I'm just a leader that they look to by example. And they're just like, let me do that because he's doing that. And then I have other people at Immersed who they're good at people management because that's a necessity at a company and they help out there too. So sorry, long story short, no. uh, my name, you asked. <laughs> my name is something that um, I, I'm proud of. Uh, and it's funny because it's not even the official Indian name necessarily. It's just the digestible version of it. So maybe, maybe give it that it's, if I told that, if I went around for the past 30 years telling people, my name is Ranjit and people weren't pronouncing it right. Like, I'm just like, I don't how, how effective is that communication if they're not receiving it? If I can tell them my name is Renji and it's Dix, I'm like, all right, well, it means the same thing. So it's well, that's wisdom. I, I believe names are super significant and they are, um, blueprints. They're like clues. And I believe actually people grow up into those names. Um, what does the last name mean? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't Google. I feel like I've Googled this before. Let me see. The joy name meaning. It's actually my dad's first name. Absolutely. Um, it means, um, uh, I can't even find it. Oh, it means full of joy. Let's go. Good. Good. Uh, it's funny because just in this past season uh, of building this company, it's been a very, very hard season for us as a company. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just felt like I've been kind of bogged down by a lot of stuff, just the weightiness of the startup, the market conditions, all of that, you know, crypto tanking, just the recession in general. Yes. And uh, it's it's funny because there are times I would look at old videos of, um, you know, what people like when, whenever people would like <clears throat> intro me or or, or talk, to, talk about the relationship with me or whatever, they'd always say things like, you know, Renji is so fun to be around, all that type of stuff. And uh, the past year, when I reflect on who I've been as a person, I'm like, that's not true at all anymore, rather, uh, meaning for, you know, ages 30 and prior, uh, there are definitely 
yeah, maybe some ups and downs, but overall, like a lot of people just have fun and really in this past, like being around me. And then in this past year, to be real, because I've just been so weighed down by stuff. I haven't really been able to be a source of joy for other people. If anything, I've just kind of been just there. Right. Just cause I'm like, just barely functioning yeah, just to be open and honest and vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and all I have to say, like, it's funny because my heart is to want to be joyful. My heart is to want to um, be a joy around everyone else. And uh, I guess God's been teaching me a ton about the harsh realities of what it means to be an individual in our world. And that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important to be uh, always rejoicing, but also there's a level of uh, heaviness and sorrow. That's also important in our world because if again, you probably met those types of people where you almost, you almost can't have a real conversation with them because everything is just jokes and laughter and whatever, yeah. whenever you try to have a serious conversation, they kind of like avoid it. And I don't think that that's the solution. I think like, it's very clear. I think it's second Corinthians six ten, I believe talks about like sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Yeah. Um, that's what I think is important to, to be as an individual as a person that though you are full of joy because of your eternity and have a joy of salvation, all those types of things. Um, but the heaviness and the weightiness of today's current world and how, um, you need to, you still need to weep with those who weep. How do you weep if you are only joy all the time? It's not easy. There's a verse in the Ecclesiastes. Uh, I don't remember the exact address, but it's, a, it says something about the, how the, the heart of the contemplative being in the house of mourning. I always thought that was fascinating because it's, when everything is going great, a lot of times people don't take time to reflect. They don't self-assess because everything's going great. But when things, even as the world went through that great modification that everybody was going through, and you know, some people are still coming to the other end of it, you know, it's debatable where it's at. But regardless, when it was at its height, that was a challenge for people. And a lot of people talked about, they said, you know what? I don't, and this also is a lead into what the company that you started, and we're going to talk more about that. Um, you know, a lot of people begin to migrate. A lot of people said, I don't like the place I'm living in. I don't like what's going on. I, I'm going to change some things in my life because I've had this time to slow down and to reflect. So I think that's a very powerful insight. And then I also like the fact that, um, I, you know, I, I call it the, uh, you know, people call God you know, different names, Jehovah this, Jehovah that, but it's like Jehovah sneaky. I think with the name thing, it's really cool because it's like, he gives us these names and our parents may not, some of them are very deliberate and intentional and others not so much, but also these names are opportunities for people to grow up into uh, aspirational characteristic. Um, so it's super cool. Uh, can you give us a little bit of your origin story and where you hailed from? You told us a little bit about some of the things that we're going to cover in this interview, but can you, you know, such as the gaming, I, I wanted to hear about that because we have a yeah. fun story with that, but talk about where you're from and yeah. um, how, how did that shape you now? Yeah. Um, yeah. So my parents moved from India to New York about 40 years ago. Um, well, I grew up in Queens, New York. That's where my sisters and I were born. I'm the youngest of three. Um, um, my barber will be very delighted because they always have a him and the other New York barbers always argue and about what's the best part. And he always says, Queen Queens gets the money. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because yeah, I mean it's it's cool to see a level of loyalty for everyone like wh whatever borough they're from. Um one thing that I really appreciate about Queens was I felt like we had very mission-driven people, meaning um, I remember, like, I remember when I, you know, my family moved from New York actually to the suburbs of Atlanta when I was eight. And so my only experience in New York was growing up as a little kid until I was eight years old. And my biggest takeaways from or comparisons growing up between New York and Atlanta was in, in not Atlanta, but the suburbs of Atlanta, the teachers in New York had such a purpose or a, a mission for why they were teaching. Whereas 
the ones in the suburbs of Atlanta were just kind of chill and not doing it. Cause you know, let me rephrase it. Suburbs of Georgia. It was, I went from multicultural Queens, New York to all white Georgia, <laughs> yeah, all white yeah. suburban Georgia. And <clears throat> to be real, like, I think a lot of teachers in the suburbs of Georgia were just very kind of complacent, whatever they're here. They didn't give a crap about the kids. They're like, whatever, we're just uncollecting a paycheck, uh, shut up kids, do your homework, that sort of thing. Whereas the teachers in New York, I mean, we did the area I lived in was, was a pretty rough area, floral, floral park. Um, and you know, a dude was shot to death on my front lawn. Like, there, it's a pretty rough neighborhood. And if you were going to be a teacher at the, the elementary school that I went to, which was literally the next block over, um, you, that was a rough, rough school. Like all the windows had cages on them. Um, I remember our principal would send us home with slips saying, hey, tomorrow don't wear red or blue because the Bloods and Crips have a shootout, things like that. It's like, <clears throat> if you're a teacher in that type of neighborhood, <clears throat> you're probably very uh, passionate about what you do. And I remember the experience as a student in New York. I loved my teachers. I loved um, learning. I loved the classroom environment. Uh, it was fun. I looked forward to school. Then when I moved, went to Georgia, it, it, we were in nicer buildings. They weren't run down like the ones in New York, um, but the culture was so different. The culture was very um, like only sports and elitist and kind of stepping on each other's heads to get to the top type stuff. And everyone's very consumeristic, very uh, selfish. And it was a very different so, sort of context. So, you know, growing up in, um, in, in the suburbs of Georgia, like I, you know, race was a huge thing. Um, you know, just race experienced a ton of racism, especially when nine 11 hit, which I was 10 years old. So really just two wow. or three years of being in Atlanta, um, when September 11 hit, you know, little did I know the rest of my life, I'd be called a terrorist, like all throughout grade school. And that turned me into actually a very angry kid. Um, I actually used to get into a lot of fights. It's funny because you first met me in a context where I'm like sharing the gospel and preaching and commissioning Christians. But actually, as a kid growing up, I used to throw tables at other kids. I was a very, like, before I was Christian, I used to get into fights all the time. Um, you know, victorious warrior, I used to slay kids. It was so bad. <laughs> and uh, I, I, be, I became a believer when I was 19. And so <clears throat> all throughout grade school, man, I was, if anyone, if ever, if legit, like if anyone, if, I, if they ever called me a terrorist or anything racist, uh, they probably got a face uh, caved in. Like, you know, I just got... I remember it was like, I was in fifth grade and a fourth grader said to me, I still punched the fourth grader and his fifth grade brother's like, Hey, you can't hit my brother. And I hit him. And it was just like, so, so bad, man. It's like, <laughs> looking back, it's like laughable, but the, you, you see the, the nature, the, the sin nature of humans. It's like, man, the, it sucked that the problem of people being racist towards me that existed. Um, and it also sucked that my response was also sin, like, like trying to fight sin with sin was not a good situation. And so um, it kind of, Growing up, uh, all those things and all those uh, experiences shaped who I am today. What I mean by that is like, I am aware that these are things that happen in the rest of the world. If everything was uh, sunshine and rainbows all growing up, I would be so, uh, I would be so disconnected from reality. I'd be so disconnected from what's actually happening in the real world. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.